Well, Adam Sandler once said, back to school, back to school. Hope you got your number two pencil. It's time to go to A's school. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah, we see you. Thanks, and welcome back. It's another episode of Locked on A's. I'm Wayne Coy, your host, grew up in Oakland and the East Bay my entire life, and now, of course, live in Las Vegas. Not that I'm here waiting for the A's. There's a rumor. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, you know, we'd love them to stay right where they are. But that's for another show. Today, forget about Oakland. Let's go all the way back to Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel with football season in full swing. Now's the time to get involved with FanDuel. Very easy to download the app. Once you do, start having some fun. A $5 money line bet could get you $150 in bonus bets if your bet wins and you're a first-time customer. Check them out. It's at FanDuel.com slash Locked on. More about that in just a minute. But right now, introductions are necessary. I've known this dude since, well, I was going to say before he started shaving, but truthfully, Jeff, you were shaving when you were 13. So that doesn't, that doesn't count, actually. He is the guy who knows more about the A's history than anybody I know. And specifically, I think area of expertise is where it all began in Philadelphia. So you're going to run us through, I guess, the home runs have been a, a big deal since the very beginning, right? Yes, they have. And, and in particular, home run leaders leading the league in home runs. Uh, I guess a lot of A's fans don't know that uh, an Oakland, an athletic has led the American League in home runs 23 different seasons. Whoa. Really? Yeah, 23. How come all we ever hear about is the Yankees? Uh, East Coast media bias, uh, you got me. But it's a fun story about the A's. Okay, educate us. Let us know. How did we get started with the long ball? All right. So uh, first American League season, 1901, as we heard last time, uh, before the season, Connie Mack reaches across Philly and plucks Napoleon Lajoie away from the rival Philadelphia Phillies. Who'd want to play for them anyway, right? So Napoleon Lajoie comes over and has the Titanic 14 home runs to lead the American League after the first year, leading the league, setting the all-time one-year American League record. Over in the National League, Sam Crawford, who'd be much more famous as Ty Cobb's outfield mate and the all-time record holder for triples, leads the National League with 16 home runs. Now, is it true that Sam Crawford led the league in triples uh, and hit so many because Ty Cobb was running after him and chasing him <laughs> around the bases? Like, you better get out of my way because here I come. Yeah, those sharp spots. I've never heard that. That's, that's, that's yeah. a good one. I just always wondered about that. Okay. <laughs> so one thing I noticed right away is there's no 25 home runs. There's no 35 home runs. You're leading the league with like 10. Why is that? Uh, they used a dead ball back then. The ball was not woven as tightly. Uh, it's not because they wanted it dead. They just didn't weave the ball as tightly. Several years later, Babe Ruth and others started smacking the ball out of the park. Attendance went up and they said, hey, tighten up the ball. Let's benefit from this. And that's why around 1921, 1920, you see home runs go way up. Okay. Makes sense. 
1902, remember the A, an, A, an athletic, Nap Lajoie holds the American League record, not the Major League record. Major League started in 1901. That's considered the modern era for baseball. In 1902, Sox Siebold, outfielder for the A's. Later, there was a pitcher, Sox Siebold, different guy. Uh, Sox Siebold for the A's hits 16 to lead the American League, tying the Major League record. First two home run crowns, both athletics. In case you missed it, there were two Sox Seabolds. <laughs> because with a name like Sox, it's got to be good. <laughs> I can't not- believe that. How is <laughs> Really? There's two so, of them? One was S-E-Y-B-O-L-D. That was ours. S-E-I-B-O-L-D was, you know, the fraud. You know, some, okay. Some other guy. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who came around later? Back to the home runs. 1903. Oh, by the way, the A's win the American League pennant in 1902, but there is no World Series yet. Why? Uh, National League didn't want to play. They didn't want to give credence to this upstart league. So they said, we're, we're not, not going to play. And Mac wanted to play, and they just said, said no. 1903, first year that we had a World Series, the A's don't win the home run title. Big news in and of itself. 1904, okay, you have the first World Series, by the way, uh, where the uh, Boston Pilgrims beat the National League Pittsburgh Pirates. Worst case scenario for the National League, because it really put the American League on a par. Back to home runs. 1904, 1905, 1906, 1907, four years in a row, Harry Davis, the Athletics first baseman, home run king. Good old Harry. Yeah, six out of the first seven home run crowns go to A's. 1908, 1909, the A's, you know, take take it off. 1910, they beat the Cubs in the series, no home run crown. But then John Franklin, home run Baker. 1911, 1912, 1913, 1914. Thus the nickname, more. of course. Yeah. You don't get that nickname unless you hit home runs, right? right. He actually got the nickname from hitting some timely home runs in the World Series in 1911. Uh, but he was the reigning home run crown, uh, you know, you know, home run well, and Sox was already taken, so home run was... <laughs> yeah, Sox. Sox was... Sox Baker. <laughs> yeah, Sox was already taken. Why Siebold? Yeah, it's really, really funny. Uh, so the A's, in, at that point, they've won 10 of the first 14 home run crowns. It's a good... And they've got two guys who won four in a row. No other team has done that. You know, within you know, a 10-year span, two guys winning four, four in a row. Then that takes us out to 1918. And at the end of 1917, the A's acquired Tilly Walker uh, from uh, the Red Sox. And Tilly Walker goes on to hit 11 home runs, dead ball, which leads the league, ties with a Red Sox pitcher, Babe Ruth. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Tilly Walker becomes the fifth A's uh, home run king. And, and it gives him another one. After that, oh, by the way, Tilly Walker, funny you should ask. Dead ball, live ball. In 1922, yeah. Tilly Walker smacks 37 home runs. Not yeah. for the A's, but 37. So you can look at those dead ball totals, 10, 8, 12, 8, 10, 9, 11, and 12 for those eight years that the A's had. And the 16th, it was the ball, not the player. Because the same guy, Tilly Walker, you give him a live ball and he smacks 37. 
I heard Jose Canseco had a syringe, and that's really what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very young, Jose. So, so it wasn't it wasn't PEDs, it wasn't steroids. It was the fact that that baseball was no longer a beanbag. They made it into an actual baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All because of Babe Ruth, right? Right. Ruth hits, you know, 29, was it 29 and 19? I think it was a 20. And then the next year he hits 54. He hits 29, then he hits 54. You know, then he he hits uh, 59. Later he hits 60. The year Ruth hits 60, two guys tied for the lead in the National League. They each hit 30. Wow. So it wasn't just the ball. Yeah, Ruth was a pretty special player. Uh, But back to the A's. Walker hits those 37. The next year he hits two, and he's out of baseball. Okay. He finishes finishes his career with exactly 100 home runs for the A's, and he retires as the A's home run career leader. Yay, 100. <laughs> Yay, those dead ball ones, you should get a group on. They should count as like three to one. They should, yeah. Something like, something like that. Okay, which brings us to the guy who then held the A's career home run leader for quite a long time, and that was Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox hits 58 franchise record in 1932 his name the beast it's a little better than socks right yeah he hits 48 and 33 wins the triple crown along with 169 rbi and a 356 record he hits 36 and 35 so that dude that dude was uh special i mean and he would be considered a peer of babe ruth's right i mean they were basically playing at the same time i just know every picture of him the dude's got cannons, and that yeah. was back before players were lifting weights. So was he just naturally big, or did he lift weights? You know, he was naturally big. He grew up a farm boy tossing hay bales and stuff like that, and he was uh. just a yeah, just a really big dude. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, there's myths about him hitting a ball so hard it broke a seat in center field, you know, and all, all, all this kind of stuff, which, yeah, which is a myth. I mean, he was really a power hitter. He came along. Uh, rookie year was 25. He was a catcher, ended up playing first base. He came along, and he, you know, at first he had a little bit of power. Then it just exploded. And, yeah, he was the threat to Ruth. They were the two home run hitters in the late 20s on into the early 30s. Yeah, so if Babe Ruth was – Mark McGuire, then Jimmy Fox was Sammy Sosa. I mean, they were neck and neck there for a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. And okay. and, and Fox, like I said, those 58, it was looking like he was going to, uh, you know, break Ruth's record. Of and unlike, unlike, unlike Sammy Sosa, Jimmy Fox always looked like Jimmy Fox, not Janine Fox, right? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Sammy lately, but... Something's up. Hey, I want I want to get into more about the home runs. So does my dog. You just heard Louie. But before we do that, you got to know about what's happening with FanDuel. Well, it's football season, of course. Uh, they want you to enjoy the rest of the regular season and get ready for the playoffs and the big game. All of that is coming. You want to be part of that. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Download the app. Get ready to play. Have some fun. Pick your favorite team. Don't forget, if you do a money line bet, just a straight up bet, uh, the Raiders are playing the Colts. Take the Raiders. They win. $5 bet. You now get $150 in bonus bets. Then you can go kind of crazy, right? You can do player props. You know, you can do, you know, Jimmy Fox's arms, whatever whatever you feel like betting on. And don't forget, too, the overs, the unders, the, the line, of course, the point spread. All of that waiting for you. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get the app and start playing and having fun today with FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. 
So Jimmy Fox was hitting the tape measure jobs, kind of like Babe Ruth. And then, and then what happened? And then the A's go quiet for a while, as, as they did. And it wasn't until 1951 when the A's were having a resurgence. Uh, Bobby Shantz won the AL MVP in 52 as a pitcher. Right, and the little pitcher kind of did, pre Cy Young wins the pitcher. Uh, Ferris Spain wins a batting title, and Gus Zerniel plays his first four games in '51 for the White Sox. Eh, this guy's got nothing. Get him out of here. They send him over in a three-team trade. Minnie Minoso actually ends up with the White Sox. Zerniel hits 33 home runs for the A's and leads the league. Second you know time what? we're going to we're going to do this for one second, Jeff, because for some reason you've gotten. Uh, there's an issue now with the internet, and I want to, through the magic of technology, I want to bring you back to where you were before. See if we can do that. Ooh, it's not working. You're still kind of fuzzy. Ooh, so I don't know if you moved or you didn't pay the bill, but it it just it started. Oh, there you are. You cleared up. Okay, there's Jeff. Okay, I didn't want to miss this. Gus or Neil, he was kind of the later day almost Kansas City A's, right? Yeah, he actually did go on to Kansas City when the A's moved there a couple of years a couple of years later. Uh, but the big thing is he retired with 237 homers. At the time, most for any player whose last name begins with a Z, Todd Zeal, since passed him up, relegating <laughs> Dustin O'Neill. Uh, only you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everybody? No, I, apparently, apparently I'm the only one who didn't know. But yeah, Todd Zeal. Okay, that's cool. I mean, what a distinction to be able to say, hey, you know, when it comes to Z guys, I'm Gus Neal, damn it. I'm the man. So now, uh, okay, Todd Zeal, cool. And then, of course, we get into the guys we know, right? Right, yeah. Now it goes through the Kansas City years, which is kind of a, that fuzziness you had a few moments ago. That was the Kansas yeah. City years approaching. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, Roger Maris. Ooh, we traded him to the Yankees. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So 22 years later, the A's are playing in Oakland. You and I are digging that. And Reggie Jackson hits 32 home runs in 1973 World Series year. And, and that's another A's home run title. Yep. He, he hits 36 in 75, ties with Dick Allen. Again, home run title for the A's in Oakland. And the next guy shares it with three other people. Strike year. Oh, Tony Armas. Got it. Tony Armas, big gunned, Jimmy Fox-esque right fielder, smacks 22 home runs in the shortened Caesar season. Caesar, have a salad. After that, <laughs> speaking of salad, famous salad eater on the A's, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire ate all those salads because of the spinach, and that's how wow. he had 49 home runs as a rookie. Now, this card much like a lot of his home runs in his later career, is a fake. What? Yeah, it's a fake. I actually bought it knowing that it, it was a fake. It's uh, He was so popular you know, in, in later years of his career that they were faking his cards. You could buy them like that. Um, oh, that's, that's too bad. So that's a buyer beware right there. Be careful if you're buying the Mark McGuire rookie. Yeah. Might not be the real deal. Right. You can tell everybody, I'm sure, has one of these. It's a jeweler's eye. And you can use it to check your cards. And the pixelation is way off. It's actually quite easy to tell. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, I digress. Who knew? Uh, yes. So McGuire hits 49 as a rookie, breaking Wally Berger's uh, record set in 1930. He hit 38. McGuire just shatters that, truly shatters that record. Then the next year, his teammate, Jose Canseco, hits 42 in his first 40-40 season. Mm-hmm. Canseco again in 91. This time he hits 44 to tie Prince Fielder out of Detroit with 44 home runs. McGuire, having been one-upped, comes back. It's 52, the Oakland franchise record in 96. So that was, 52 is the most we've ever had in in one year in Oakland, but Jimmy Fox would be still the guy all-time A's, yeah? 58? Bingo, you got it. You guys Chicks dig the long ball. And listen, (laughs) the A's have been involved since the very beginning with the home runs. Let's talk about some players that, either could have been A's or maybe even were A's, but got away. And we don't even know how we let that happen, but we did. Like who? Uh, Okay, how about let's just stick with the Hall of Famers. Christy Mathewson. A's? Yeah. Christy Mathewson was a young guy playing for the New York Giants, right? He was clearly, this guy's the ace. It's happening. 1901, the American League is stealing players from the NL. As we mentioned, Connie Mack reached across. For having such great ethics, he stole a player from the Phillies. He also signed Christy Mathewson to a contract to jump to the American League and play for the A's. Gotcha. Two stories here. They kind of come together. Uh, One is that he then took that contract went back to the Giants and said, want to pay me more? Leverage. Yeah, leverage. The more fun one is that his mother got wind of this, was very disappointed in her son. Remember, she named him Christy, right? Very disappointed in her son. And she told him, you sign with the Giants, you're playing for the Giants. Yep. You do the right thing, young Christy. Exactly. So Christy Mathewson, uh, whether he wanted to or not, he was that close to being an athletic. Connie Mack thought about taking him to court with the signed contract, and then Mack said, ah, I'm not going to do it. Mack let now, him go back. Is it true that Shoeless Joe Jackson was a, a member of the A's for like a minute and then got away? Actually, two minutes and 38 seconds, but who's counting, right? Yes. <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson played a total of 10, 10 games for the A's over two okay. seasons. Wow. He had 30 at-bats, and he had four hits. Was it true, Jeff, that he couldn't read, that he was illiterate? Is that, or is that made up? No, it's true. Uh, Joe Jackson grew up in Greenville, South Carolina, a little town outside of there. And at the age of six, he went to work in a mill where his whole family worked. So he never went to school. He did that. Six? Yeah. Yeah. When he was 13, he was playing on the company's, on the company baseball team, right? Playing other, other teams. And he, he was playing against adults, Right. Right. And he was just ripping it on everybody. Greenville then got a D league, you know, independent league team, which was very low. He's playing with adults in his late teens. And he's just, he's clearly the best guy out there. Somebody who knew Connie Mack saw him play. Ah, called Connie. They went down, they signed him. They actually had to buy him. Like we get the players from Japan today. They actually went over and paid the team to let, let him go. Right. And he was making forty five dollars a week working in the mill. And when the adult team signed up, they said, we'll pay you seventy five. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Almost doubled his salary. Yeah. Yeah. Playing playing ball, which he loved. Anyway, so he he doesn't want to go to Philly. It's he wants he's a small town boy. He's basically a hillbilly. He wants to stay there. And so the owner of the team told the manager, you take him to Philly because I want max money. 
right? So he goes to Philly and he gets there and the city's too big. He doesn't like it. He misses his home. He just didn't fit in a big city. He gets on the team. The ace players just start ribbing the guy mercilessly because he's an illiterate Southern boy with no manners. And not that all Southern boys had no manners, but, you know, from the really, really poor, 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 you know, distant parts. And the A's just beat him up. So after five games, he hops on a train and goes home. Says, that's it. I don't want to be in the big city. Yeah. And I don't like these guys. They're mean to me. He he pretty much stays there, right? The next year, they work things out. It's, you know, he's going to come back now, you know. Okay. So he comes back. He does spring training. They let him play. He gets into, you know, like like four games, I think. Uh, And the team's riding him again. Oh, you quit on us last year. And he still can't read. And they're just beating the heck out of him. Hop on a train. Back he goes again. So he played two years in Philly, but didn't really because he was uncomfortable being away from his home. Away from his home. And the guys on the team, and and I've got, you know, plenty of Connie Mack books that, you know, back this up. And these are all written by Connie Mack, you know. Mm-hmm. And he tells the stories. He's like, my guys were not nice. And, you know, Mack didn't approve of that. He, Joe Jackson in later life said he loved Mr. Mack. Mr. Mack, they all called him Mr. Mack. was wonderful. He was so good to me. But the guys on the team, not, where they go, not, not good. So gotcha. he leaves. The A's say, look, come back. You go to the minors down south. You know, independent leagues, the A's had relationships with. There was no established minor leagues then. And he ends up coming back at the end of the year, gets another at-bat or two. You know, ends up with 10 at-bats, two years, four hits. Max sees this is just never going to work. Being a nice guy, he gets in the phone, letters, whatever, and he reaches out to some of the other owners. They got this great talent, don't know what to do. The owner of Cleveland tells him, hey, I got a bunch of guys from the south on my team. I think, you know, they, you know they'll, they'll, they'll take care of him. Yeah. And so that's how he ends up in Cleveland for, I was it five years or whatever. And, and then to Chicago. Right. Goes to the White yeah. Sox. And whether he participated in the Black Sox scandal or not, we don't know. But he should have been affiliate. So we have Christy Matheson, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Joe Jackson, notorious and famous for being a great hitter and for not wearing shoes, all of that. Babe Ruth? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Very, very true. Well documented, wow. both by the Orioles uh, of the International League and the Philly A's side. So Jack Dunn is is general manager. You know, he's running the the Baltimore Orioles in the International League. Okay, it's it's again no set minor leagues, but you know the relationships with pro teams so jack dunn's got this super talent and a bunch of his players are jumping to the federal league which is starting to challenge the majors so they're picking ball players everywhere they can and he knows ruth is the crown jewel he doesn't want to go to the federal league he's cheesed off and he needs money so he calls connie mack calls writes and whatever and says hey he didn't tweet him we we know that he calls connie <laughs> calls connie mack and says, hey, I got this guy. He's incredible. You've read about him. It's all true. Max sends some people down and they watch him. And they're like, wow, truly phenomenal talent. He can hit the heck out of the ball, but what a pitcher. Pitcher, yeah. Yeah. So you know, Mac gets the word. Mac realizes, hey, Mac gets back to Dunn and says, look, I'd love to have him, but you've got a talent. I know you need money, Jack. I can't pay you what he's worth. Wow. There's that honesty again, huh? Yeah, yeah, which Connie Mack was known for. Yeah. How much did he get eventually, Babe Ruth? He ended up, Babe Ruth ended up, uh, there's two stories out there. I haven't seen the actual contract. One is 60000 The more believable one, it's more well documented, is $100,000. Babe didn't get it. Right. 
you know, you know, that went to the, you know, the Orioles. So a hundred grand uh, to get Babe Ruth, you know, and so what happened is anyway, Ruth suggested, I think it was the White Sox. They talked, it didn't work out. Then, I mean, I mean, uh, Max suggested it. Then they ended up, you know, talking to the Red Sox and Harry Frazee wound up, you know, pulled the trigger and the rest. Yeah. Yes, this is Yankee history, but it could have been A's history or yeah. A'story, as we call it here on the yeah. podcast. Uh, something you need to know about. Very cool. The Locked On Sports Today Network. You're like, what? Yes. 24-7, 365, not just baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever you're into, all with the regional attitude and coverage that you get and you can only get from in-market that's spread all over the country. You got to check it out. In fact, when we finish here, I'm sending you over there. So take a peek and see what you think about Locked On Sports today. All right, some stuff is bugging you, Jeff. You got a little time here to get it off your chest. What's your beef? Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame plaques. When you're voted into the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame listens to the player if they have a preference. But what cap are you wearing? Like when you go in, you're wearing an A's cap. A's they cap. They do not allow the players to choose. No, we'll hear what you have to say, but we're going to go with the team that makes the most sense. Now, the Hall of Fame's website, you go to their website, and they, you know, Eddie Collins or whoever, and they say, Babe Ruth played for the Yankees, spent a season, you know, uh, you know, been, you know coaching for the Brooklyn Dodgers, spent a part of the season with the, with the Braves. No, he's a freaking Yankee. Put a Yankee cap on. Sure. Why don't they do that for the ace? Let me run down here quickly. Rube Waddell. And I'm going to look at my stats here. Forgive my eyeballs. 349 strikeouts with, with the ace. Number two had only 239. Lasted 31 years. Waddell won 131 of his 164 games as an A. 33 for other teams. Put the his A cap, on his hat. Now his cap's turned up. You can't see it. But it only gets worse. Lefty Grove. Oh, 300 career wins, 195 with the A's, 105 with Boston, seven strikeouts titled with the A's, zero for Boston, two World Series with the A's, one for Boston. I could have used a different finger, but I didn't. Why is he wearing a Red Sox cap? Because <laughs> it's Boston. On the A's, I, on the Hall of Fame's website, big letters, primary team, Philadelphia Athletics. With, they didn't have them. Mickey Cochran, Detroit Tigers. Yes, he managed the Tigers to a World Series win in 35. However, 13-year career, nine with the A's, four with the Tigers. Yes, yeah, all right. Were, and two of them were part-time, played like 30 games each. 108 home runs for the A's, eight for the Tigers. 37.7 war for the A's, 12 for the Tigers. What hat's he wearing, Wayne? I'm going to go with Tigers. Yeah. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox. 302 home runs with the A's. 222 yes. with the Red Sox. Two World Series, World Series wins with the A's. So Red Sox, they didn't win any World Series, right? Zero with them. 11 years with the A's. Seven with the Sox. Hall of Fame primary team, Philly A's. What caps are you wearing, Wayne? You know, I'm starting to think that maybe somebody from the Boston Red Sox organization has got an in at the Hall of Fame and can twist the screws a little bit to get that that Boston flavor into the hall because these guys are A's. Something's wrong. Now, they did get a lot of it right, and I don't just want to be complaining all the time. So Chief Bender, Home Run Baker, Eddie Plank, Al Bucketfoot Simmons, Raleigh Fingers, Dick Williams, Dennis Eckersley, and avoiding what would be the greatest blasphemy of all time in Hall of Fame caps, Ricky Henderson, all have A's. Oof. Yeah, but what about Reggie? I mean, that guy played twice as long for the A's as he did 
for any other team, but that wasn't the Hall of Fame. That was that was George Steinbrenner kind of almost bribing him, right? Yeah, so 21-year career, 10 with Oakland, 5 with New York, 5 with California, 1 with Baltimore. You remember that, right? Okay, so anyway, 10 for the A's, 5 for the Skankies, sorry. 269 A's home runs, 144 Yankees. And what else is he known for besides home run strikeouts, right? 1,226 for the A's, 573 for the Yankees. With yeah. Reggie, that's a, seriously, that's a good thing. Steinbrenner yeah. went to Reggie and said, look, you go in with a Yankees cap and you got a service contract with the Yankees forever. If you're in an A's cap, I really can't use you. That's documented. Reggie pushed and pulled, and yeah, he's wearing a Yankees cap in Cooperstown. So that would be an instance of where the player actually got it done versus the Hall of Fame putting the screws to somebody. And uh, yeah, well, and now see what's happened. You've you've gone away again, Jeff. We're gonna try to bring you back just in time to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. We do appreciate that. If you're an everydayer, let us know in the comments. This is weird. Uh, if you uh, if you are uh, just interested in this whole topic and you got something you want to know about. Philly A's wise, uh, Major League Baseball history wise, uh, Jeff is a historian in every way, shape, and form. And uh, glad he's here, even when he looks like an apparition, like he does right now. I ain't afraid <laughs> of no ghost. Uh, so we'll get him back. Jeff, you, you promise you'll come back and see us? Love to. Thank you. Okay. And pay your bill, okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. We're going to get back together again real soon. I'm Wayne Coy. When we do, We'll, I think, be getting back to our list of all-time A's. Now, Ian was supposed to be part of that, but he's off watching the Raiders play the Colts. So we gave him a couple days off, and thankfully, Uncle Jeff is standing in. But we'll get back to that. we still got some positions we want to rank. Listen, if Ian doesn't come back, Jeff, I'm just going to grab you, and we'll we'll knock out the rest of the list, okay? Because that's what you do when it's off-season. I'm Wayne Coy. Thanks for being here. Until next time, you keep on swinging.